You're standing on a street corner in Bangladesh. This looks like a traffic jam, but it's not. It's just the way the traffic is here, slowly inching by, horns and bells sounding. Many of the vehicles are shabby and well used. It sounds cacophonous and chaotic, but there's an order to the noise. Every bell or horn is telling some other traveller to get off the road. Simply put, the more horsepower you have here, the more important you are. And here's how it works. There are no traffic lights or footpaths, and in this part of rural Bangladesh, the roads are just a bit wider than a car. So, if you're a pedestrian walking on the road and a bike or cycle rickshaw comes along behind you, you have to get out of the way and they ring their bells to make you do that. Bikes and cycle rickshaws themselves get out of the way of motorised tricycle taxis, sort of tuk-tuks, and they have an electronic horn to make that happen. The tuk-tuk makes way for motorbikes, and motorbikes have to make way for cars and trucks. And crudely speaking, Bangladesh could be a bit like this traffic. As a country, it's really crowded. It has half the population of the US living on an area the size of England and Wales. Bangladesh is very poor, one of the poorest countries in the world, but it is inching out of poverty. But only inching. The powerful are still getting by, while the poor are stepping off into the gutter. And of course, you could extend that analogy to describe Bangladesh as a poor country being pushed off the road by wealthier countries like ours. But that's for another day. This is about what's happening inside Bangladesh. And inside Bangladesh, things are changing. Again, look at the traffic. There, among all the other vehicles, is an old black bicycle. Nothing unusual about that, except that, in this case, it's being ridden by a woman. And in Bangladesh, a woman on a bicycle is unusual. I love cycling. I really enjoy it because it gives me mobility. I'm able to go anywhere I want in a very short time. She says she's going anywhere she wants. But here in Bangladesh, that's a bold statement. Because tradition here says a woman shouldn't have such independence. Some of the ladies have been verbally harassed in the streets. Those ladies who cycle are part of a group called Info Ladies. I was inspired by my sister-in-law who used to work as an info lady and by seeing her I wanted to be an info lady. Info ladies cycle around this part of Bangladesh with laptops bringing the world of information technology to poor villages. Most women who live here do not have any idea about the outside world. So through laptop we help them get an insight of the outer world. Info lady. It's a quaint name for a very modern job. But as you spend time with them, you realise it's as much about the lady as it is about the info. My mother-in-law had her apprehension about me cycling around. And neighbours would say that why do you want your daughter-in-law to go and work outside? She would go and run away with another man. So what these women are doing is different, certainly in terms of their position in Bangladeshi society, but also in terms of the way they're dealing with poor people. While some of the services they provide are free, they also sell some of their services. It makes women entrepreneurs, but also risk-takers. And most women do not want to take risks. The info ladies are entrepreneurs, businesswomen, and that can lead to some tension with their customers. 
আমিওয়ালাম She has a mobile phone to her ear. This is how info ladies get calls from their clients. No, I cannot go now. I'm a bit busy. But is it okay if I stop by tomorrow at around 10 a.m.? And can you also ask people around if they also want to avail such services? If Beatty is poor by our standards, she tries to earn about 5 euro a day, her clients are poorer. Okay, no problem. I'll be there at 7 a.m. tomorrow. But they often call her on their own mobile phones. Mobiles are everywhere here, and not just for calls. People use the lights on the phones to see their way home at night. There are no street lights. Or they take them out into the fields to play music while they're working. This is my laptop. Camera. There's my camera. This is my speaker. And I have a card reader to upload music and movies. Also in the bag, the info ladies carry health monitoring equipment. And I have a diabetic machine. Uh, I have, this is to measure blood pressure. There are practical reasons for this. For example, a woman can have a pregnancy test done discreetly by an info lady, whereas if she goes into town to the doctor, the whole family knows her business and they'll eagerly await the good news that she's pregnant. But the info ladies will freely admit that there are good marketing reasons for bringing health monitoring equipment. It gets you into a village where you can push the other services. And older people, who may have no interest in a laptop, are quite keen on the attention they get from having their blood pressure monitored. Another info lady, Chorna. At this moment, I'm cycling to Kukabai village to check the blood pressure of a 40-year-old man. He called me yesterday and asked me to call out. When Chorna gets to the village, she heads straight to her client's house, which, like her own, is made of corrugated iron. Inside the house, it's all in one room. Two double beds at either end and two blue plastic garden chairs in the middle for guests. The man Chorna has come to see is wearing a lungi, a sort of ankle-length skirt that some Bangladeshi men wear. 
The infidelity comes to my house, so it saves time and it's cost effective because I would have to pay a rickshaw charge to go to the doctors. It's convenient because I do not have to go anywhere and wait for the doctor to come and do a checkup on me. Chorna is using a portable blood pressure monitor with a cuff that inflates when she switches it on. You have low blood pressure. Do you have high blood pressure before? No, I always had low blood pressure. Despite the fact that Chorna has a bag full of gadgets, the client is not beyond questioning her skills. First, she tells him to eat a certain diet to help his blood pressure, and he says he can't because he has diabetes. Then she offers to come and test his diabetes in the morning. She says she'll come early, but he tells her that she's wrong. Time to do the test is two hours after breakfast. That's when his sugar levels will be more accurate. (laughs) Charna says the measurements will be just as accurate before breakfast. And they argue the toss on this back and forth. The other info lady, Beatty, is out on the road. She's on the way to a village to play a public health video from her laptop. And she's singing a love song. This is Shahadat. He manages the local info lady project. Uh, So the reason we started this project was to give people access to the internet when there was no internet available to them. So if people have the internet, they can get medical advice that is not available in the countryside. Another thing is, a lot of forms are available on the internet, forms for getting into university, for example. And school exam results are now available online. When she's not singing, Beatty talks about the things she's passing on the road. She's enthusiastic about being out. Uh, and this place is, there's no pollution here. It's completely pollution-free environment. And people are walking by and the goats are grazing on this side. The bicycle is actually a pretty good way to get around here in Bangladesh. The land is flat but some of the paths to the remote villages are narrow. They run along the ridges between the paddy fields. Cycling is also cooler than walking, and today that matters. It's 38 degrees. 
আজকে একটু মোটামুটি খুবই গরম When we first started, one of the main requests for the InfoLadies was to look up pictures of crop damage on Google. Farmers would come to the InfoLadies with insects and ask them to identify them by searching online. Climate change has now brought new diseases and pests to this area, so farmers need the internet to identify the problem and find a solution. As Beatty cycles to the village with her laptop, she passes a group of women by the side of the road. They're sitting around piles of bricks, breaking them into small pieces by hand for use in the foundation of the house. They don't look up from their work as Beatty continues on the way to hers. Ibrahim Nami and some husbands do not like their wives travelling around the villages. Many men here still believe that their wives are their properties and that they can only do what their husbands allow them to do. And this is a real challenge for the InfoLady project. For example, there was a man and a woman who worked here. She was an InfoLady. They fell in love and got married. After they were married, though, the husband could not accept that his wife was doing better and was popular, and he wouldn't allow her to work anymore, and she stopped being an info lady. That wasn't a problem that Beatty had, at least not from the men in her family. My husband and my father-in-law were very encouraging, but during the initial years, my mother-in-law did not want me to be an info lady. Beatty's mother-in-law, a woman perhaps in her 50s. She's been minding Beatty's daughter. She's uncomfortable. Change her dress. The dress is making her uncomfortable. She's sitting on a tiny stool outside her corrugated iron house, beside a fire set down into the ground. Over the fire is a clay mound with a hole in it. The pot for boiling the rice and the wok-type pans for cooking the vegetables fit perfectly into this hole, the correct distance from the heat. This is the technology of her work. It's not a PC, but it's still clever. Sometimes I like to cook, sometimes I don't. But I cook every day. My name is Anura. When I was about 15, I got married. Everyone struggles in the beginning years of marriage. To get a good result, you always have to wait. Be patient, go through hard times. In marriage, you should always suffer in the beginning. And then it brings a reward in later life. I suffered a lot. Washing clothes, cooking, doing all the household work. That's the rule. You suffer in the beginning. It may have been a rule, but not one Beatty was going to observe. Yeah, 
পাড়া প্রতিবেশী কোনো মেয়ে আমার বয়সী সে কলেজে যাচ্ছে and i always thought how can i get out of the house and what would give me a the reason a legitimate reason to be out and to work and to experience the freedom that other girls my age are enjoying and being an info lady gave me that opportunity As soon as Beatty arrives in the village, she starts calling out. Appa! Hello, Sam. Sister, come. What are you doing? Why don't you come and join for the meeting now? Hello, Sam. And while I'm walking to the courtyard where I'll sit and hold my discussion, I'm calling all the women around to come and join us. Usually they're working in the kitchen or taking care of their children. And I'm inviting them to come and sit and attend uh, my short presentation. Although Beatty calls this a village, it's really a settlement of a few families. A collection of houses with roofs and walls of corrugated iron. They're arranged around one or two courtyards. In the courtyards are haystacks, a cow and some poultry. Sister, whose child is this? Yeah, bring him along. It's okay if you bring him along. Most of the babies you see have large dots on the sides of their foreheads. These are to ward off the evil spirits that will come along and try to take the baby if someone says it's beautiful. Although Bangladesh is 95% Muslim, with the rest being Hindu, Christian and Buddhist, some traditional beliefs still exist. Hey sister, can you call the others? And can you inform that Bithi is here? And I'll be holding a meeting now. While Bithi is calling the women out of the houses to see the presentation, she's addressing them as sister, appa. In Bangladesh, you address someone close to your own age as sister or brother, and someone older than you as auntie or uncle. I'm about to put my laptop on a stool to show my videos. So this is the scene. 14 poor village women are sitting on straw mats. They're wearing brightly coloured saris. Behind them are haystacks and a cow, and in front of them, an info lady, Beatty. She has her laptop open on a small red plastic stool. She's plugged in a little speaker and is about to play them a public information film about childbirth. Beatty's mother-in-law, Anura. I had an arranged marriage. At that time, girls and women did not voice what they thought. Her world seems very far away from the world of her daughter-in-law's laptop and the modern info lady. 
but that doesn't mean it can be dismissed. For example, listen to how she explains one important benefit of arranged marriage. Women nowadays are not so shy. They are choosing husbands for themselves. I think it's better for your parents to choose someone for you, because parents think the best for you. And if anything bad happens, you can go and talk to your parents. If you choose a husband for yourself and he's not good, then you have no one to blame but yourself. For example, if you get married and your husband can't feed you anything and he's not a good human being, and your parents have chosen him, then your parents will take you back. Then Anura breaks off the conversation to head out to the fields at the back of the house. I need to go and get the cows back into the house. <laughs> if the mosquitoes bite them, they'll thump around. The cows are in the same room as us. We like to keep an eye on them. When a woman gets married, her husband's home is her permanent home. And going back to your parents is never a solution. But I think I should have gone back a bit more often when my husband argued with me. <laughs> In the village, Beatty is still showing the video. But do you think it's right to use lukewarm water for the blade? It's not. You should put the blade in really hot water to sterilize it. And, and even though I was delivering a child and I was very sick, I told my mother, no, go back to the kitchen, um, boil the water and remember to put some rice in there. And till the rice doesn't get cooked, don't take the blade out. My mother was worried, very worried. My mother was telling me, no, 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 the child needs to be delivered very soon and that's okay, I use lukewarm water, it's, it's all right. And my mother was actually scolding me that, are you a doctor yourself? But I said, no, I'm not a doctor, but I am aware. And that is what, I, as an info lady, I teach others, that you should put the blade in hot water. Will you all remember that? Always remember, even if the midwife forgets, you should remember because that's what I taught you. Childbirth and children have been central to Anura's life, Beatty's mother-in-law. While she's cooking, she thinks back on her memories, her happiest and her worst. The best time for a woman is when you give birth to a child. Because if a woman is not conceiving for a long time after marriage, people look down on her. My son was born first and then I had a daughter. The worst time of my life was when I could not feed my children. When my children were small, the river took away a lot of our land and we could not grow food. <coughs> they would ask for rice and I had to say no to them. In the village, the public information film has come to an end. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for coming over.
So sisters, what do you, what services do you want from me for today? Do you remember the services that I provide you? Beatty brings a digital camera with her to the villages. She uses this to take photos, which she then prints off for the villagers. Today, one woman wanted passport-sized photos of her daughter to be used with application forms. She also wanted a small photo of herself with a friend, which she could hang in her house. Um, for example, this client of mine, she wears a veil, she wears a burqa, and she covers herself wherever she goes. So it is difficult for her to dress up, go to the marketplace and take the photo being taken by a man. And it's much more convenient for them uh, for me to come and take photo because I'm a woman and they have a comfort zone with me and they can dress up whichever, whichever way they like and take photos under the tree by the river. It's not a problem for them. And secondly, it's more convenient because I come to them instead of they going to the marketplace and it's, um, it's not, it's, it saves their time and it's just a matter of con convenience. Eventually, some of the village men arrive into the courtyard and it's then you're reminded how unusual a site this is in rural Bangladesh. Here's a young woman, out working, travelling around the countryside on a bicycle, on her own. While Beatty is taking photos, the villagers talk about the whole info lady idea. And maybe surprisingly, it's the older people who are more keen on the notion than the younger ones. I think it's great that women is going around and is helping us. Maybe in the dark ages, my grandmother or my mother-in-law might not have liked the idea, but this is something I would have liked to have done. This work the info ladies are doing, good work. But if my sister wanted to be an info lady, I don't know if I would let her. The problem is, she might run away with another man. For better and for worse, I'm stuck at home, taking care of my family, and I'm happy that other women are able to go around and have the freedom I couldn't have. I don't see women riding bicycle as a problem. Women are working side by side with men. And riding a bicycle is not a concern for me. I support the work of info ladies for others, but I would not want it for my own daughter. She can pursue her education, but I don't want her to go out and earn money. I want her to stay at home. The man with diabetes and the other info lady, Chorna. Still arguing what time she should come and check his diabetes. Eventually, he wins and she agrees to come after breakfast. But that's all right, because in the time it took for them to have their discussion, some other villagers have decided they'd like to be tested too. If you ask Beatty about these village sessions, you get two answers. 
One you expect when you hear a program about someone working with poor people. I feel a sense of duty in this work because not everything is available here. Doctors are not readily available. And then one you don't. I like carrying out these sessions. That's where I can get to inform and also get some income. And I can get around 15 people instead of going to 15 houses. So that saves my time. But that's something I don't tell other info ladies because I don't want them to take away my marketing strategy. Marketing strategy. The public health movies educate people, but they're also part of BT's marketing strategy because this info lady business is just that, a business. Sister, here are the 10 copies of photos printed that you asked for and the bill uh, is pending and so please pay the bill today. Other charges include a blood pressure check for 5 cent and a check for diabetes for 50 cents. So, Chorn is thinking that she'll get 50 cents from the man with diabetes tomorrow. And Beethi is also doing a running total. She has a daily target. Today my target is to make at least 500 taka, which is about 5 euros. The villagers know the info lady service is good. They come to you rather than you having to travel into town. And they're a one-stop shop for lots of services. But the villagers also expect some give and take from the info ladies. They want the public health sessions. And if I go door to door, the people only think that I'm there only for money and for business, and it's not taken positively. So some of my clients ask that, sister, you only come for business, you don't teach us anything. The info ladies was set up as a social enterprise, a combination of charity and business. The women were given a guaranteed loan of 450 euro to buy their equipment. The loan was to be paid back out of their earnings. Beethi paid her loan back within 18 months. This was the only way to set up the info lady service, according to the local manager, Shahadat. We could have set up the info lady program as a charity, but instead we decided to set it up as a business. There are a few reasons for this. The first is that a charity relies on donor money and donor money is not consistent, whereas the demand for the service is consistent. So if we set the program up as a charity, as soon as the donor money stopped, the info lady service would have stopped. Another reason not to set it up as a charity and have the info ladies as volunteers is that the info ladies would eventually leave and look for paid work elsewhere. If that were to happen, the money spent on training them would have been wasted. One other reason it works to set up a project like InfoLady as a business, money can sometimes talk louder than tradition. Ask Beethi's mother-in-law. Remember, at the beginning she was worried what the neighbours would say about her daughter-in-law working outside the home. I think that it is good that Beethi is an InfoLady. She's earning money for the house. I have no money to leave Beethi and my son when I die. So if I stopped her working, she would blame me for not letting them earn their own security for themselves. I don't care what the neighbours say about Bithi working outside the home. I have given my permission and that's all that matters. Neighbours will only talk. They won't give you money when you are suffering. Anyway, whatever Bithi is earning, that's my son's income. It's not some other man's income. Tare paap boli kori osomman
Beatty is surrounded by a circle of villagers. Some of them have something they want her to do, and others are just watching what's going on. This presents opportunities for Beatty. She sees this group in terms of clients and potential clients. For example, just beside her are two young women. One is holding a very old cream and brown Nokia phone. She's a client. The second young woman has a small baby in her arms. She's a potential client. A woman just handed over the memory stick of her mobile phone. She wants me to upload a Bengali, a Bengali movie called Achenabuntu. This is worth thinking about. It challenges some of what we think about shiny technology. Here are people who sleep with their cattle in one part of the house while charging their mobile phones and solar batteries in the other. I charge about 30 cents for every 2 GB that I upload. But since they're my permanent customers, I often give them discounts. So if they're not able to give me 30 cents altogether, if they give me 10 cents, 20 cents, that's also fine by me. Whenever I come next, they give me a bit more money. So I'm not very strict about the amount they have to give me. Okay, I'm checking for any virus that she might have in the memory card. While the mobile phone memory card is being scanned for viruses, Beatty turns to the woman with the baby in her arms. She offers to sign the woman up for a free childcare helpline for all babies under the age of one. She needs the woman's mobile number to register for the service. For every woman Beatty signs up, she gets 15 cents from the organisation running the programme. The woman agrees to sign up, another 15 cents closer to Beatty's daily target of five euro. But then she's down a possible 30 cents for downloading the movie. The virus checker on the laptop has finished scanning the mobile phone memory card. Sister, your mobile card is full of virus. And it will infect my computer. I'm sorry I cannot give you the movie you asked for then my laptop will be infected. You cannot watch the movie on your mobile phone because your mobile is virus infected. Beatty's off to meet another client. She's renting this woman time on her smartphone so the woman can make a Skype call to a friend in Singapore. Hello, Hello. Beatty says these people Skype every four or five days. They talk about the ordinary things going on in their lives. As Beatty describes it, they're just keeping the connection. Hello? Hello? But this connection to Singapore is breaking down. Hello? The woman jokes that the call keeps breaking down, but Beatty still wants to charge her. 
Skype has been one of the big success stories of the Info Lady program, according to the local manager, Shahadat. There was this woman and she had a daughter, but her husband, like many men in this area, was working abroad. So she Skyped with him and he could see his new daughter. He could hear her crying and watch her face. And I felt this made a lot of difference in the people's lives. BT has a new customer. A young man who wants her to open a Skype account for him. Samsung Galaxy. I have an uncle working in Singapore who sent me this new Samsung Galaxy phone. And I want to be able to Skype call him. I will charge him about 30 cents to uh, open a new account. And that's the only 30 cents BT will make from this man for Skype now that he has his own smartphone. So it goes when your business is technology. Every advance changes the game. The local men who work in the Middle East are now sending home smartphones so more and more villagers can make Skype calls themselves. Less business for the info ladies. And Beatty's well aware of this. She talks about introducing new lines of business, like bringing mini shampoos out to the villages. She and the other info ladies rent out LED torches and solar batteries to customers who have no electricity. They use them for weddings or if students need to study into the night for upcoming exams. And if you go out with Beatty to watch her working, on the way back, she'll ask you if you have any feedback, any tips, any sales tips on how she can improve her service. Things have changed so much for women. Nowadays they can leave the home and go shopping by themselves. I really believe in this project. I want the girls in my home to be independent. Although a lot of young women just want to marry rich and stay at home. For example, I have a sister and I was trying to encourage her to be an info lady. And she said, why do I want to be independent? I want to be on show. I want my husband to look after me. Stop asking me to be independent and instead go and look for a good husband for me. Imagine those with no education who are stuck at home and what they suffer when they see women nowadays who can work outside the home and live a life of their own. Humans want to connect with other humans. In 2005, Bangladesh was identified as one of the so-called Next Eleven. 11 countries with the potential to become the world's largest economies in this century. If that does happen, maybe someone will recall an image of a woman on the ground breaking bricks by hand and passing her by a woman on a bicycle with a laptop on her back. I like working as an info lady. I bring in more money to the family. And people come to me for help. They know me, they respect me, they love me. 
And did she make her five euro target for the day? She's not certain yet, but if she didn't, there's always tomorrow.